Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 in Kansas on Rock 102. Oh, uh, you know, the weather might might help. Uh, so it's going to be uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 51. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop into some Hollywood yeah. Ranch with Steve and Negan? Uh, you know, uh, I love watching my favorite child stars grow up. Yeah, and it's kind of fun, isn't it? Especially when they grow up to become uh, government, uh, anti-government... Uh, Conspiracy it's, whack jobs? Yes. Yeah, I love a good anti-government conspiracy whack job. Ricky Schroeder hasn't been doing much acting lately, but that's okay because he has a new project. He's trying to organize an armed takeover of the U.S. government on Veterans Day. How's that working so far? Uh, I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. Has he mobilized another, uh, like a whole bunch of whack jobs to join him? I have no idea, but Ricky posted a desperate Facebook video uh, over the weekend, and it is truly unhinged. He said, quote, I'm sitting here in disbelief of what our world is turning into in front of our very eyes, and it's it's up to us to stop it. Nobody's going to stop it but us. So this Veterans Day, 11-11, let's stop it. Let's stop it. You know, I've always felt that if there were one person alive that could change the very course of our history, it would be... Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. From, uh, like, you could tell there was something different about him, like on Silver Spoons. I would have thought this was more of a Dudley from Different Strokes kind of move. Maybe, but he, we don't know where he's been lately. I I was going to say he's probably part of the Moops. I believe it's the Moors. Whatever. It's a misprint. Uh, too many good people have fought and died for this country for us to let it go without fighting the government. We now have to... We, we now, I'm sorry, the government we have now has led us to the precipice of evil on a scale that the world has never seen. So this Veterans Day, let's take our country back. I think we have to do is, uh, what we have to do is stand up to the, stand up the militia, whoever feels that they're part, of, I, you know, I don't even care. It doesn't even matter. Does he, uh, does he uh, make this statement and then do that little dance he used to do in Silver Spoons? Oh, I know. No, he rode away on a toy train through his living room. I'll tell you what, if yeah. that's the way they storm the Capitol, in a toy train. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'd get in. Maybe they would. You can go in right through those tunnels on the bottom. Kid's on to something. Yeah. I so, say a kid. He's probably, what, my age now? Probably a little bit younger. Ricky, in the ballpark. He's got to be uh, 50-something. He's got to be. Yeah. Uh, so this Veterans Day, 11-11, God, please show up. Muster. Stand up. God bless America. and God bless those that muster. I don't really care for people that muster. Like mustard, but that's you got to add the turd to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, well, Ricky Ricky Schroeder's doing the turd he's part pretty the, well. He's bringing the turd to the table. A company called Meta PCs may have beaten Mark Zuckerberg to the trademark on the word Meta, but they're willing to sell it for him to him for twenty million dollars, which I think is a pretty low ball number, considering how much money Facebook has. Yeah, but you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he would necessarily write a check for anything more than twenty million dollars. Zuckerberg reportedly thinks he has the rights to use it for his purposes, though. Jessica Simpson marked her fourth year of being sober by sharing a totally unrecognizable photo of herself that inspired her to quit drinking. Did you see this picture? Yes, she looks like uh, Jessa Lynn, who works at the Price Right. The one that's like doing the inventory with yeah. the st- with the sticker uh, yeah. gun. She, yes, all she needs is a neck tattoo. Totally unrecognizable. She's, uh, uh, you know, her face is puffy. She looks like she hasn't uh, slept in four or five days. And uh, then you look at her now and you say, now there's the Jessica Simpson I, 
I grew to love. Well, much of that is the poison from the alcohol and all the other substances you're putting into your body that makes your skin all puffy and nasty looking. So... Good on her for uh, for being sober. She also benefits uh, very good, uh, greatly from uh, uh, good lighting and excellent makeup. That helps a lot, too. Yeah. She I'm didn't sh- have either one of those in that picture. No, but uh, I think that was her way of saying, hey, I want to take this picture to make, remind myself of what a slob I looked like four years ago <sighs> and how my life was falling apart. Uh, Oprah's list of her favorite things came out yesterday. This year it focuses on small businesses owned by women and people of color. The price tag, of course, ranges from skin tone crayons for $23 to a row machine for $1,800. You get a row machine. It's, it's one of Oprah's favorite things, Bax. Really? Because right now, one of my favorite things is not my rowing machine. Oh, it's not? No, it was until it took away my ability to, to, to dance and play hacky sack and kick uh, field goals from, from long yardage. <laughs> Uh, The United Nations World Food Program said billionaires like Elon Musk could solve world hunger by donating $6 billion, which is just a fraction of what they're worth. Musk said he's willing to do it if they can show him exactly how they do it and where the money will go. Well, I mean, he's got a point. Where's the money going to go? It's got to be organized to make sure that you're not just giving $6 billion away. Sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it can't just be... Oh, I'm just going to write a check and not know where this is going. I wouldn't write a check that way. Uh, Chris Pratt just signed on to be the voice of Mario in a new animated movie, and now he's the lead in the new Garfield movie. Man, he's really moving up the animatronic line there, huh? Tell you what, that's uh, there's good money in that voice work. There, I wish I could get that kind of money. Nobody yeah, you're wants- the man of a thousand voices, Steve. Nobody wants to hire me. I can't believe that one would do a, would hire you just on the Caitlyn Jenner alone. Well, I never got that done dirty with your mother Garfield, Krim. But uh, see, can you imagine how great that would be in yeah. animated form? I wouldn't sh- shove that lasagna right in my face. <laughs> see what I'm talking? You're perfect yeah, at you it. Could. What I'm talking about? Uh, Henry Winkler is auctioning off some of his old memorabilia, including a Fonzie outfit from Happy Days that comes with a leather jacket, T-shirt, jeans, and boots. It's valued at fifty to seventy thousand dollars. Damn. Hey. I'll tell you what, though, they've made a big deal of the uh, of that Fonzie thing in like Milwaukee. They got statues and everything, and when he comes yeah. to town, it's like he's like their adopted son, even though he never spent a single day living there. I was gonna say, does he even live there? No. no. Well, I mean, they put the statue up of uh, Sly Stallone in Philadelphia, and he doesn't live there. Well, not anymore. But isn't he from Philadelphia originally? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you, you, you've abandoned your home for millions of dollars to go live in a mansion somewhere else far, far away from Philadelphia, yet yeah. they still act like you live there. Uh, let's I'm see. just kind of waiting for my statue to be placed in the town green of Rehoboth. Uh, Norman Reedus and Sean Patrick Flanner are returning for the Boondock, Sa- Boondock Saints 3. The plan is to uh, kick off a, quote, John Wick-type global action franchise. I wonder uh, if uh, Bob Marley will be in that one, too. Oh, that's right. He was in that. Yeah. Wow. We'll have to ask him. We'll have to ask. We're talking to him uh, soon during the Mayflower Marathon, Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Terrific. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611. 
and Motley Crue in Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly uh, sunny today. Could see some clouds late in the day. High of 54 tomorrow. Partly cloudy with a high of 51. 39 right now in downtown Springfield. So last week we talked to uh, Westy, uh, Robert Westerfield from uh, MGM, the head of gaming, yep. about the fact that they're bringing poker back. So it's been a couple days now. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many people are uh, breaking the bank over there on poker. But uh, for those of us who only, the only lucky thing we get at a, at a casino is at a buffet where, you know, you're always up and beating the house. Sometimes the food is what, the, what I'm thinking of. And 22 did a story this morning that uh, Macho Taco out of Agawam, you know where that is? It's like right next to the still? Yeah. All right. So Macho Taco is moving into the South End Market at MGM or opening up another location where the uh, the hearth grill had been. So if you're like if you're looking to gamble uh, and have like a cob of Mexican street corn uh-huh. in your mouth, you can do that. You I'm know, pretty sure you can walk around with a cob of corn uh, around the casino. Uh, I watched this uh, documentary years ago, and I can't remember the name of it, but they were talking about how when the economy starts to slow down. And uh, people feel like they don't want to go out anymore because right. they don't have the money to do so. The idea that, uh, like burgers, it was a big burger boom we had back in after like 2008. Sure. It was all these burger joints opening because even though a burger costs almost $20, in your head, most people think, hey, it's burgers. How expensive could it be? Or and it's, it's you, what? or they charge you twenty bucks for a burger, and you say, "Well, you know, this is going to be better than any burger I'm going to get for like five bucks." Right, right. But uh, it's the idea of when the economy slows down, we have to come up with some sort of food that we always thought was like not that expensive. So here we are with how many how many Mexican places are, are popping up all over the place? Well, see, so here's the thing, yeah. uh, and this is my question, because I'm noticing that a lot of restaurants are, are now opening up, uh-huh. and they're kind of following the lead of a bunch of restaurants that surround them. So, for yeah. example, uh, you know, Macho Taco, which has been around for a while, is, uh, is moving into downtown Springfield, not far away from uh, the new Mexican place that's opening up where Naismith's used to be, next to Theodore's. Ah, That's right. turning into a Mexican restaurant, too. So if you're on one end of uh, downtown, you can get uh, all your, your Mexican favorites. And on the other end of downtown, uh, you can get uh, almost exactly the same thing. I wonder if uh, what Mark Wahlberg has to say, uh, you know, with his history of uh, racial uh, incidents. I don't know. Uh, how he feels about uh, Mexican restaurants moving in next to his. That's a very good question. I have no idea. Since Mark Wahlberg has, has barely stepped in Springfield to look at his new place, I don't even know. But it's weird because like even, uh, you know, here in East Longmeadow, so, so Patsy's, which, uh, which sold uh, not that long ago here uh-huh. in East Longmeadow, that's going to become another uh, sushi place. Yeah. Now, there's a sushi place. Uh, there's Ichiban yeah. near uh, Stop and Shop. There's Tao's near Big Y. There's Big Y, which also serves uh, uh, sushi next to Tao's. And there's also Ume in uh, in Longmeadow. I mean, there's, yeah. there's you, you could, within two miles or three miles of each other, you can go hit like four or five sushi places here in East Longmeadow or, or Longmeadow. 
Well, it's it's one of those things that has become pop really popular in the last ten years. I like. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I like sushi, but if I'm going to go and get sushi, I'm probably going to go to like one place to get it. Yeah. Because a lot of times, a lot of sushi tastes very much like every other place you go and get sushi. I used to there, there's a there was a place I used to go to in Ludlow called Blue Water. Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, that was a really good place. That's a good place. I haven't really gotten over there though, but uh, that that's a good place. And um, I keep hearing about this one because my friends go to it. It's a uh, Kazan in. Where's uh, that? It's like out near Sturbridge somewhere, but it's like uh, I don't know for sushi. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going all the way out to Sturbridge for that. Now when I got now when like, I got five places to choose from locally in my backyard. Apparently, it's like some of the best sushi you've ever had in your life. I'm not saying that all sushi tastes the same because if you've ever had bad sushi, you yeah. know it's 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 just not right. Yeah. But yeah, if it's uh, all good places, it's like well, how do you choose which one you want to go to? I I, I don't know. I, how do you how do you choose? Well, it, I mean, it, I've had. Uh, I won't name names, but I've had uh, undesirable sushi, if you will. When it's got a, like a really fishy smell to it, it's mm. it's. I think it might have been sitting there for a while. Or if it's been sold at a gas station, that's usually where I draw the line. Yeah. I usually don't do gas station sushi very well. Hey, listen, man. Uh, having traveled a few years ago to uh, to Las Vegas by myself, right? Uh, I may have been under the influence of a uh, marijuana gummy. When I decided that eating airport sushi at Chicago O'Hare was a good idea. Oh yeah, yeah. That no. that was, it satisfied my hunger pains, but did not satisfy my bowels. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, like you, know, you can get airport sushi. Well, you know? it's like the first time I was in Las Vegas. I was there with a, a couple of guys. We went out to dinner, and uh, you know these two guys, these idiots, decided. Hey, let's split a, th- a six-pound lobster between the three of us. Now, oh, yeah. you're in the middle of the desert. Yeah, you're not going to find a fresh lobster in the <laughs> middle not. of a desert. Well, it was freeze-dried and sent from Maine. Yeah, and they're saying, "Well, you're from Massachusetts. You know a thing up to about uh, about lobster." And I said, "Yeah, well, there's a couple problems here. One, we're in the middle of a desert. Two, the bigger they are, the worse they taste. So mm-hmm. if you if we were each individually going to get our own lobster." That not only makes more sense on the taste, but probably on the cost. It was like a two hundred pound, two hundred dollar lobster. Yeah, that's funny you said that about the bigger lobster not tasting well. Years ago, uh, your friend uh, uh, entered me into a contest to win a seven pound lobster from uh, the local club that he was part of. Okay, and I won the seven pound lobster, and, and uh, it was really, really good. I know what you're saying. Like the sweeter ones are the the, the, the smaller. The ones. smaller ones are, right. are a little bit. It's not to say they're bad. It's just you know, you, you, if you want a, a better lobster, the smaller yeah. one's the way to go. What we did was we cut the tail open, and uh, baked it in the oven. Well, there you go. With stuffing. Nothing and wrong it with that. Came out fantastic. See, it was like a seafood stuffed uh, lobster. Right. But my guess is that lobster was probably caught within maybe a 30, 40 mile radius. Of where you got it, right? I don't know. I there, no, because uh, I don't know Maine. Okay, you go to Maine. All right, so Maine, but that's still you can get it there within a couple hours. But yeah. if you're getting in the middle of a desert in Las Vegas, uh, oh, they're that, flown in, they're shipped in. Yeah, no, I I got uh, gravely ill 
same problem that you you had with what you were talking about with the with the the sushi the inferior sushi mm. same sort of uh, intestinal distress well i mean uh, as far as these uh, mexican uh, places go and uh, it's just like the cycle and what we're what we're getting into around here right and eventually those will go there's going to be a lux burger of the mexican restaurants soon and that'll go out of business and we'll be like oh remember our long national treasure is gone <laughs> I mean, I, listen. I make no mistake. I like Mexican food, like like the uh, the next guy. It's just yeah. you know, you're starting to see a lot of different places kind of serving the same thing. Like like you're saying, we're going through through phases. Yeah. You know, I mean, like for example, at the X where typical Sicilian used to be. That's going to be a Puerto Rican restaurant. There's not a Puerto Rican restaurant that I'm aware of in 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 that area for quite a good you know distance. Right. I think. The only one I can think of off the top of my head is Pallet up on Boston Road. You know what? There might be more restaurants that we don't even know about because we don't go in those areas. We don't, you know, we typically just drive the main road in here. Right. So there could be some off of Belmont and, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not aware of them. I'm sure yeah. there's, there's plenty of them, but that's what's opening up at Typical Sicilian at the old at their old location. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, okay, you know, I mean, it's, to me, this is a good sign. This is a really good sign that restaurants are opening. Yeah. I just wonder, like, the rationale between uh, of, like, a sushi restaurant yeah. opening up when you've got four or five, like, right next to you. Yeah. Including a, a major grocery st uh, store chain, which uh, also makes their own. And I, I just I don't understand the, uh, the rationale behind that. Well, it's probably one of these things that they say, hey... We can do it better than the other guys. Let's do some competition here. Well, we're going to have to have like a side-by-side -side taste test to make sure that you're getting, you know, wh which one is better than the other. We should have a sushi feast. We should. We should go out one afternoon, eat all the raw fish we could possibly get. Yeah. What and could then, possibly uh, go wrong? Nah, that would be fine. We'll have our mercury levels tested before we go out, and then after we come back, or maybe at after, after every stop, get our mercury yeah. tested. Just to see, you know, which one is, ser is serving the freshest, uh, low mercury uh, content fish, and uh, and we'll see how it goes. You remember those uh, sheriff's picnics with Sheriff Ash? And oh, we used I do. To suck down those cherry stones left and right, raw I, cherry stones. I think you and I would probably nail down 150 each. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the next day I would give birth to a mollusk. <laughs> yes, I do. Is it supposed to be gray? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> Is it supposed to have the same consistency that it was when it went in? N no, it's not. All it's right. Not well, that's good to, to know. We're, there was no extra added fiber to it. I think that's where we went wrong. Yeah, that's when I got, like, when you go to Nick Kochi's uh, yeah. thing, you know, his, his uh, picnic. Yeah. And there's no cherry stones. You're like, Psh, what a half-rate thing this turned out yeah, to be. Yeah, but he's got uh, sausage sandwiches that uh, were made by the prisoners. Listen, I'm all good with sausage. and I, Not that I would say that. That the, uh, the 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 inmates don't make good sausage. They know they know how to sling a big wad of meat if they I, have to. I just picture you know you know that place with the you know the cafeteria at the uh, at the jail. Yeah, where it'd be like like it's kind of like a Goodfellas type of thing where they're all cooking up uh, stuff in the back, right? Making their own sausage in the background. We can stuff our sausage right here, right here at the Hamden County House of Correction. Check out this stuffed sausage. There's a lot of stuffed sausage going on around here. Hey, it's not supposed to be an ingredient in the sausage. But, uh, hey, you know what? I'm excited that businesses are opening. You that's, know, uh, that's, uh, it's, it's all a good sign. Mm -hmm. It's all a good sign, even if it means we have to try them all. We'll try. see what happens.
623 with Bax and Steve Nagel and Rock 102. Give yourself the gift of a new car. We've transformed our dealership into a winter wonderland and with more inventory than any dealer in Western Mass. Lease a 2022 Ionic Hybrid SE for just $298. All Hyundai's come with three years of complimentary maintenance and America's best warranty, 10 years or 100,000 miles, and owner assurance. Break free from your insurance and car payments. Get extra holiday cash. I'll pay you more whether you trade it or not. GaryRomeHoney.com, 150 Whiting Farms Road, Holyoke. See dealer for details. This is Ryan Pelletier, project manager at Raymond Arhul Construction. For over 40 years, small business owners have leaned on us to design, renovate, and build their commercial facilities. That's because we can make a space flow efficiently while minimizing unnecessary expenses along the way. If you're renovating, you'll need a creative contractor with expertise who will address your specific needs with competency. Investing in the future of your company should be an exciting and enjoyable experience, and you can count on the Rahul family team to deliver, no matter the size of the project. Visit rahul.com to learn more. Are you looking for some good news? Hazen has it. Are you looking to join a team with a great future? Hazen has it in Holyoke. Are you looking for a job with great pay and benefits? Hazen has it. Are you looking for a career opportunity that you can feel good about? Hazen has it. Are you looking for a workplace where everyone knows your name? Hazen has it in Holyoke. Are you looking for a code you can live by? Hazen has it in Holyoke. Hazen's been hiring steadily since 2004 with the founding of its American Holographic Division. Hazen has a great plan for the future, and they're looking for employees who can grow with them. The sky is the limit at Hazen. Want to learn more about Hazen? Hazen.com has it. Want to see all the incredible opportunities that are available? Hazen.com has it. Customer service representatives, lab technicians, machine operator trainees, material handlers, and part-time apprentices. Hazen Paper. Become part of the Hazen family. Visit the careers page at hazenpaper.com to apply and see other career opportunities. That's hazen.com. Don't miss Rock the House, a benefit for Shriners Hospital for Children, Friday, November 5th and 6th at the Castle of Knights on Memorial Drive in Chicopee. It's an evening filled with great music, over 50 raffle prizes, and a photo booth to remember the event. Live music from Moose of the High Tops, the James Paul Band, Cottonwood, and more. Shriners Hospitals for Children provide the best quality care to patients regardless of their ability to pay. Tickets are $25 and can be purchased at eventbrite.com. Search Rock the House or Rock the House for Shriners Children. Fall? Time for foliage, sure. But it's also time for fun. At The Yard, The Yard Tavern has everything you need for a great time, including all the screens you need to catch your favorite sports and a menu of amazing comfort food to keep the dropping temps at bay. And don't worry, the fun runs all week long with 50 beers on tap. Happy hour every day from 3 till 6 and Sunday happy hour from noon till 6. Fall in New England. Enjoy it at The Yard. Open every day on King Street in Enfield and online at yardtavern.com. It's just about 627 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 51. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports will be joining us after 7 o'clock. We're going to talk about cars with him. And then for tomorrow, Dave from Dave Soden Pet City is back. So that'll be kind of fun. Oh, good, because I got some questions for him. About the dog? Oh, about the garbage? No, not about the dog. Not about that. That problem has been solved, by the way. Really? The dog. Uh, I got this uh, trash can from Amazon. Right. And it's got the latch lid on it. And uh, w- he he did knock it over once and got the lid off, but that's only because I didn't snap it down properly. Ah, so time. it was on you. So uh, now I can no longer live as a hostage in my own home. 
I can walk away and him, uh, you know, he can have free range of the house and not get into anything. So what's the new problem? Um, I'm inviting a rat into my home. What do you mean you're inviting a rat into your home? Uh, we're getting a hamster. Oh, for crying out loud. Mm. Whose idea was this? Uh, you know, it's a, you know, we can talk about this later. Yeah, why don't we talk about this later? Uh, because, because I can, and you know, it's really, uh, Dave, I, I would like to get some information from him yeah. uh, on how this whole thing works. I'm inviting a rat into my home. You know, there's a word in the English language that tends to uh, eradicate these kinds of problems, and the word is called no. Um, it's a little more complicated. Why the no? Thank you. Is no, that better? It's a little more complicated than that. You sure? I am absolutely sure. All right, we'll talk about it later. And with that, let's laugh. Tell me, tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor on Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh my God, that is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Uh oh, I just lost it. Are you kidding me? Did you commit it to memory? I didn't commit it to memory. Oh, my God. I didn't think, uh... Oh, anyway, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I uh, I told my girlfriend I think she's cheating on me. You did? Yeah. She told me, you sound just like my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get it? You get it? Yeah. Husband. Been there, done that. (laughs) Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. 632 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the North Atlantic States uh, Carpenters Union. It's time to build. Learn more at nasrcc.org. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. An Enfield man was arrested Halloween night after he allegedly pulled a gun after a fight with the parents of trick-or-treaters. According to Enfield police, a man was driving a silver Saturn on Silver Lane. Ooh. What are the odds of that? Well... What are the odds of somebody actually owning a Saturn still? (laughs) Having a Saturn that's still on the road? Yeah, you're Uh, right. Around 8.30 p.m. on Sunday, he allegedly drove too close to kids walking along the road trick-or-treating. Police say the parents of the trick-or-treaters confronted the driver, claiming he nearly hit their kids with his car. The situation became heated. The driver, identified as 20-year-old Robert Corey of Enfield, and one of the parents began to fight. Corey and the other individuals involved in the fight gave conflicting stories to police. The parents say after the fight... Corey brandished a gun, racked around into the pistol, and held it over his head, causing the parents and kids to run. Corey said a gun fell out during the fight. Oh, I didn't take it out. It just fell out. Uh, Police later found Corey and recovered a Glock 9mm pistol pistol loaded with 15 rounds. He was also found in possession of seven seven plastic bags of cocaine. That sounds like a clue. That sounds like uh, a little rage going on there. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. And then, uh, you know, I see that, and then I, instead of reminding me of the story I saw last night, uh, trick-or-treating turned into a nightmare for a seven-year-old when a woman pointed a gun at their child. This is in Buda, Texas. On uh, Sunday, uh, police uh, in Buda received a call around 7.20 p.m. They said officers responded to reports of an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. At the scene, police learned that 35-year-old Monica Ann Branford was yelling at children who were walking outside her residence trick-or-treating. When she yelled at the kids, at one point, Bradford left her home with a loaded gun and pointed it at a seven-year-old. You know, the weird part about it is it's Halloween. Yeah. So you don't know if uh, this is someone who's, you know, either crazy and angry 
or someone who's just really in the spirit of Halloween, mm, trying to scare the young children and and not offering them like uh, you know Smarties or Butterfingers. Well, she did. Uh, she did in fact scare them. Well, then, then yeah. Success. Hey, uh, you're a seven year old and you got a gun being pointed at you. That's going to scar you for life. Well, what is it, Steve? It's trick or treat, right? Yeah, that's giving everybody an option. The uh, woman was taken into custody and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. She was uh, taken to the jail where her bond was set at $10,000, which is seemingly low for somebody who does something like that. An injured hunter was successfully rescued Monday morning after they had fallen out of a tree stand in Waitley. The hunter, according to a statement released by the Waitley Fire Department, was found in the woods unable to walk without assistance. Mutual aid with UTVs assisted the injured individual. It's an archery. It is archery season for deer in zones one through fourteen. I bet you didn't know that. I had no idea. Uh, all the way through November twenty seventh, black bear hunting is currently permitted through November twentieth, and wild turkey through November twenty seventh for zones one through thirteen. Uh, was alcohol involved in falling out of the tree stand? I don't know. You know what though? Those things are pretty dangerous when you're, uh, you know, if you're trying to get out of them. It's easier to get up in them than it is to get out of them. Listen, I couldn't even get on to a stage of the rumble seat. Not much yeah. less get into a, a deer stand. Yeah, uh, not sober. I uh, I can always tell it's uh, it's deer season. You know this what is it archery season or whatever they're doing bow hunting, right? Yeah, I can always tell because uh, you drive along like the the roads in in the hill towns, right? And you can see all these pickup trucks parked alongside of the road. Mm-hmm. They're out hunting in the woods. I got a cousin who is a uh, a big time hunter. He'll kill any animal he gets his hands on. And I always know it's hunting season based upon what he's posting on Facebook. Like, he doesn't kill anything without posting a picture of it. So, uh, like, uh, he just killed a big giant turkey the other day. Yeah. And, or then he uh, he killed a deer. Mm. And he, uh, he got a bear early this year. And, uh, and then he posted pictures of him dressing the deer, which I thought mm. that was something to see. That was something. To, I had to like something like that. You mean taking all the guts out and everything? Oh, yeah. yeah it was a beautiful... And, it's a, I, you know, and I don't know if Facebook, with all of its many problems... Excuse, I don't know if Meta, with all of its many problems, has an anti-deer dressing policy. You know, it's all Hate about... Hate speech is one thing. Dressing a deer, I'm not so sure. It's all about embracing the culture of where you live. You know, my uh, my kids are not... They don't get freaked out by that, by seeing dead animals, because... Right. We have this thing near our house. It's the weigh station for the deer. Sure. So they hang the thing up and then they weigh it, but it's all like, you know, gutted out and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Chinese wet market right in Huntington. Don't eat the bats. Yeah. Well, the bats, mm, we don't We do not do those. We're not, we're not like that. No, I understand. But, uh, you know, if it's part of your environment, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? No, and, and I don't like dead things in general. I mean, any dead animal. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't like touching them. I mean, I don't even like if if I'm gone fishing. I don't even like touching the fish. I'll let somebody else do that. I don't want to touch no fish. Here's what. Here's what we do though when we're driving along because we see a lot of roadkill out where I live. There's always a raccoon or a squirrel or something. Sure. Uh, getting run over out there or porcupine. Um, we we uh we we go ew you know because it's all over the road. And then we make up a story about uh, about that. Oh, that's thing. nice. They're like, oh, well, that was uh, that was Squiggy the squirrel. He was he was supposed to graduate tomorrow, <laughs> and now he's going to get a whole page in the yearbook. 
the squirrel. <clears throat> Remember when? And they'll have all these pictures from like, you know, his third grade class. Oh, just wait till you see the Facebook memories. Oh yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a Facebook slideshow. <laughs> Squiggy the squirrel. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And his mother told his mother told Squiggy, listen, listen, Squiggy, <laughs> do you watch yourself? You watch yourself good, and you don't go out there into the road. I know there's good nuts on the other side, but you don't want to do that. Your uncle Squigara got killed by a pickup truck uh, years ago. Rest in peace, Squiggy. Yeah. And then uh, oh, the, the the loss of that family. Yeah, and then Squiggy's like, yeah, uh, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go out. I don't care. I want those nuts on the other side of the road. And as soon as he came out of the road. Some soccer mom yeah, ran him yeah. over. Isn't that always the way? Squirrels just don't listen. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to good, solid safety advice. And the mother had warned him about that. She's like, Squiggy, there's going to be a soccer mama driving with her kids in a car. And he wouldn't listen. And she's going to run you over. She's a bad woman. Had he just listened to his mother, Squiggy would be alive today. Yeah. Instead, he's... Smeared on what's the main road out in Huntington? Uh, <laughs> main road right through Montgomery. That's right. Yeah, smeared yeah. throughout yeah. all of Montgomery. Yeah, right. Poor Squiggy. Never Hat- mind. Should have minded his business and minded his mother. Hadley police charged three people after a traffic stop <laughs> revealed open alcohol containers in an illegal handgun Monday morning. According to the Hadley police, the car was stopped just before 1 a.m. on Russell Street for speeding and an inspection-related matter. While stopped, police saw opened and unopened alcoholic beverages while none of the passengers were 21 years of age. After a brief investigation, police reportedly found a loaded Taurus brand handgun under the front passenger seat. The passenger, an unnamed man from Springfield, was then arrested for the alleged illegal possession of firearm and ammunition, two separate charges. The Springfield man is being held without bail until he made a court appearance Monday morning. Uh, the driver and an additional passenger were charged with alcohol-related offenses. Mm. Do they say what they were drinking? No. Sometimes I like to know that stuff. Yeah, they, they mix their own cocktails. Is it beer? What is it? You know, they drinking wine, maybe a, maybe a Moscow mule. What I, I would love to know what they're doing. Yeah, what is the, the drink of choice when you're feeding underage children liquor? <laughs> you have to wonder. Hey, what, uh, well, uh, I like to get a nice Keystone Ice. See, now I prefer a hoppy IPA. If I'm going to if I'm going to act inappropriately and irresponsibly in public with my children, I want to have something that uh, that fills me. Uh, two people are dead after a single motor vehicle crash near the Willamancet Bridge in Holyoke Monday afternoon, according to Police Captain Matthew Moriarty. Around 12:55 p.m., officers were called to the Willamancet Bridge for a single motor vehicle accident. That reported uh, the officers reported one male and female have died. The bridge between Holyoke and Chicopee was closed, as well as the area of Cabot and Appleton Streets remained closed while police investigated. A drone was also used to help search the area. Dr- uh, diving crews could be seen searching in uh, the canal water. However, police have not confirmed what they were looking for. Well, it's really not that hard to figure out what they were looking no, for. No, but... Uh, it's only a matter of time before the snowflakes start flying. DPW crews are working to make sure they have enough plow drivers for this winter as shortages continue across the board. 22 News found out how prepared the city of Springfield is and what needs to be done to make sure they're ready. I think it's important to point out you're talking about plow drivers, not plowed drivers. We got those two. 
Yeah, but not working for the DPW. The DPW says it would be ready to handle a snowstorm, but it would take a little longer to plow every street in the city. Oh, you know how like uh, people complain that it's taken four or five days for your street to be done? Well, yeah. now it'll be seven to ten. And that was before a pandemic. Yes, you know that's right, because plow drivers don't want to come back to work. Chris Signoli, uh, director of Springfield Public Works, said we're not in great shape right now. Uh, Signoli is hoping to get enough plow drivers before the first snowstorm of the season. The city has uh, uh, seen a decline in the number of plow operators over the past few years. But I thought that they contracted out a lot of private companies to do those. They do, but they may be limited to how many of those guys are even available. Yeah. Driving a commercial motor vehicle more than 26,000 pounds requires a yada, 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 yada. I, mean, I, I, know some, I know some guys that you know will do the independent stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of wear and tear on their truck when they're doing that. Yeah. You know, and if you're like, uh, you know, if the economy is somewhat questionable and you're not sure where uh, your next paycheck is going to come, do you want to put dam all that damage on your truck? Or would you just rather stay home and not work? I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, you, can, I, I, you can have the option. Of yeah, now you, now you can do <laughs> one or the other. Uh, there will be scheduled blasting in West Hampton today. According to a statement by the West Hampton Fire Department, the permitted blast should happen between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the quarry off North Road. So that's a, that's aside from your everyday blast you get out in the area. There. Yeah. You know, I, uh, this summer we were uh, in uh, Vermont, and we were hearing these explosions across the street. We couldn't figure out what the hell that was. Yeah. Like, big, giant explosions. I mean, you couldn't see anything. You weren't seeing, like, you know, mushroom clouds or anything like that. But uh, what you were hearing was this big, giant boom and then this, uh, you know, you know this you almost like this, like, percussion, you, you <laughs> kickback. And then I found out what it was. It's the guy across the street taking his guns and blowing up propane tanks. Mm. How badass is that? Yeah, that's the kind of people you're going to get up in uh, up in the woods of Vermont. That's what Vermont's all about. Shooting stuff and blowing stuff up. And you can do stuff like that out there. However, don't forget that guy in New Hampshire who basically uh, destroyed a bunch of foundations around uh, his area because yeah. he was using tannerite, a lot of tannerite, to have for a gender reveal party. That's a bit much. That's a, That's a little overkill. But you know what? Who among us wouldn't want to blow stuff up in our backyard? You could never get away with that and say, like, Springfield or Longmeadow. If you blow stuff hey, up in Longmeadow, your neighbors are going to complain. I've done it before. I went to a buddy's house way out in the woods. Way out in the woods. Right. And uh, we had uh, we were doing target shooting with a, with an AR-15. That's badass. With, uh, there were, like, uh, like... Jug, plastic jugs filled with water. Yeah. And you just watch them psh, pow, yeah. open like a squirt open like a grape. It was awesome. That does sound awesome. I'm sorry, wait a minute. Uh Steve, that yeah. were were you uh, all licensed gun operators? Well, I wasn't a licensed gun operator, but the people that were providing me with the guns. You were... sure they weren't providing you with illegally obtained uh, firearms? No, they were very much on the up and up. All right. Well yeah. in that case, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, these, these are the guy, this is the guy I'm going to go, uh, you know, when when the apocalypse hit, I'm going to his house. Does he got like a like a safety bunker, like loaded with the meals ready to eat and stuff? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He's one of those guys, huh? I think so. All right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You got to have those guys on your side. Probably got a Ricky Schroeder tattoo on his arm. <laughs>
He's from ready there. to start up the militia. Yeah, he's you getting ready for 11-11? <laughs> Ricky Schroeder said so. I'm telling you, Vermont's just loaded with these militia guys. Wait a minute, the guy from Silver Spoons told you yeah, to that's uh, right. start a revolution? That little kid from the champ. How about that? You're absolutely right. Yeah, in, in Vermont, you can tell there's all kinds of militia guys up there. There's a there's a couple of dudes. I've, I've mentioned this before. They've got uh, these big giant banners, these flags in their front yard, yeah, which say "F Biden." Except you know, it's not you know, it's it's the full word. It's like "F Biden." I think some of those guys are on. I I, I think they're serious. Like if they had a chance, they would do it. They would actually go ahead and do it. Agree. If I were Joe Biden, I'd stay the hell out of Vermont. <laughs> Even if Bernie Sanders invites you up there, you say, "Yeah, I think I'm okay where I am." Uh, they won't even. We won't even use lube. No, we're just gonna no. go right up there. <laughs> Panties too. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, he's gonna be in trouble if he's up there. Uh, we'll see plenty of polls this month <laughs> uh, about our favorite Thanksgiving foods, but the first one just came out, and it looks uh, and it looked at the foods we hate the most. Over 1,000 people were asked to name the traditional Thanksgiving foods they actually don't like, and uh, there are some very heavy hitters at the top of the list. Number one is cranberry sauce. I could take it or leave it. It depends on how it's made. I actually made it for the first time last year yeah. to bring it over to my friend's house. And uh, I did it homemade. I don't like the can stuff. You know, the one that comes out in the form of the can? No, I, I kind of get I kind of get you there. Uh, I, do. I do like uh, a good cranberry sauce. And I used uh, this recipe uh, that obviously calls, and I think this is how you make it for the most part, orange juice. Yep. Uh, but I cut back on the sugar because I figured it would be way too sweet. Because it called for like four cups of sugar. It was it was insane. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, a four cups of sugar and the orange juice? Yeah. That's way too much sugar. So I cut it down to about a cup and a half of sugar. And it was fine. And it was fine. Right. So it, it comes out good. Turkey. People hate turkey. Yeah, now, yeah my kids uh, are not crazy about turkey. Then why do we do this? Why, I don't know. Why do we continue to do this? I would love to have. I'd love to have like a prime rib roast for 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 dinner See, versus a turkey. I got to tell you, I I really love turkey. I love it. It depends. But I don't know. I didn't, but my and we talked about this before. Why couldn't you have turkey other parts of the year? You know, other times. I mean, why does it always have to be now? Yeah, and the other times of the year, it's just ground turkey, which is probably loaded with nitrates and everything else that you get from your local butcher right you know? green bean casserole see i love that yeah that's i like my that favorite too. that's like my absolute With little fried sizes. onions on the top oh. oh jesus that's good stuff uh sweet potatoes yeah, yeah. i'm not a big fan of those either they're like okay this. uh stuffing my brother-in-law makes this stuffing yeah with the sausage in it oh yeah oh, that's God. so good it's like ugh. yeah you know I, Everyone, no two stuffings are exactly the same. Some people rave about their stuffing, and it's god-awful. And then some people, you know, like uh, de-emphasize yeah. the stuffing, and there's never enough for people. I hated my dad's stuffing. He would, like, he would take loaves of bread, cut yeah. them open, leave them sitting out on the counter all night long. Right. And then get up and cut the stale bread and make his own, you know, stuffing. But it just wasn't good, mainly because of the fact it was 
mixing with the smell of the whiskey that he had been drinking since oh, three o'clock yeah. in the morning when yeah. starting the turkey dinner. Well, he liked the smell, the, the taste of whiskey. I guess so, and the smell of stuffing apparently. Uh, coleslaw. Who's making coleslaw for Thanksgiving? Not Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? No. Ham. Mm. That's for the people that don't like the turkey. Yeah, but I don't like. I don't. I'm not a big ham fan. I, I like. I like, I like a like good ham, ham as a main meal. Like ham on a sandwich. That's about it. I like. I like ham. Ham uh, is good. Any pork product to me is. I have yet to find a single pork product that I didn't love. Pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie. <sighs> no. 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 I'm more of a. Uh, what's that? Uh, What's the one with the uh, the almonds in it and all? Or not the almonds. The, the pecan uh, pie. Pecan pecan pie. I love pecan pie. Pecan pie. I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Too sweet for me. But the pumpkin pie, that's yeah. like that's like pudding and crust. It's and like, I like that. It's like vomit. It's like no, vomit. no. I've had the vomit pie. It's nothing like that. Mac and cheese is the last on the list. I don't think I've ever made mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. No, I'm making it this week. With smoked Gouda cheese. Ooh, that does sound yeah. good. Yeah. You can do it in the Instapot. It's really easy. Really? We are uh, way late. Oh, I apologize for that's that. That's all right. It's uh, 39 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, back in my day, the only way for a Division I college athlete. To get a few bucks in his pocket was from illegally accepting cash and other benefits from unlicensed sports agents and team boosters. All those were simpler times that prevented the student-athlete from enjoying the things that every other college student in America would enjoy. Today, it's the other way around. Today, a Division I student-athlete can sell his name and likeness to the highest-paying sponsor, leaving the non-athletic student to do nothing but saddle themselves with crippling, unsolvable debt for many years to come. Unfortunately for some student-athletes enjoying the spoils of selling your name and likeness come with certain restrictions. For example, this week the NCAA suspended Kofi Coburn, the starting center for the University of Illinois basketball program, not just because he sold what is being described as institutionally issued apparel and memorabilia, but because he sold it prior to July 1st, where the name, image, and likeness sponsorship rules officially changed. Instead, he was selling off his jerseys and other paraphernalia back in June. Had he waited until July 1st, there would be no suspensions. Instead, he'll have to serve a suspension for the next three games. Ironically, if he had sold this stuff a year prior to that, he might have been suspended for an entire year. Might have also lost a scholarship, maybe resulted in a fine, forfeitures, and all kinds of potentially devastating problems. Today, you get three days off. In other words, what used to be the worst thing you can do is only a problem if you ignore your calendar. Today, Kofi Coburn could sell off his uniform, his textbooks, his number two pencils, and all the furniture in his dorm room, and that would be perfectly fine with everybody involved. But they'll sell that stuff on June 29th or 30th, and there's going to be some real problems to deal with. So enjoy your time off there, young man. That'll teach you to never not do this again on the wrong day of the month. So let that not be a lesson to you. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up the Rocky's November sales flyer on your phone or computer loaded with bargains like the Craftsman Pancake Air Compressor or the Aaron Snowball Thrower or Weber Gas Grills. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rocky's.com. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 
It's 710 with Baxman O'Brien at Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 51. It's 40 in downtown Springfield. You know, I started my uh, my minivan the other day. You did. And that uh, the little tire light came on. Because it was too cold? I don't know. I don't understand any of this, but... If there was only some expert yeah. we knew that we could kn- solve all the answers to why knew- that light is coming on. If only we knew a dude knew a thing about cars. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports is on the phone. Let's go on. Good morning, Michael. How you doing? I- I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the expert that knows about cars. Ah. <laughs> so, so are we. Yeah. <laughs> so why is that? How come uh, when cold weather comes around, your car has a hard time uh, staying inflated the way it's supposed to be? Well, generally speaking, and this is going to make me sound kind of smart for five minutes, but the main reason that uh, the dropping temperatures, it causes the air to become denser, and that lowers the tire pressure. A lot of people have cars built in the last five or ten years that have tire pressure monitoring systems that, uh, that, that a little light pops up in your instrument panel that tells you when your tires are, are getting low. And so as it gets colder, it's definitely time to check the air pressure and and be you know be ready for it because the, the cold weather brings this on and 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 the consumer reports advice is always check your uh, tire pressure monthly but when it gets colder you might need to even do it uh, uh, more often because you know, my wife and I have problems with this all the time it's like it's one problematic tire there's nothing wrong with it doesn't need to be plugged but for whatever reason it's like a pound or two under its it, you know it's specified you, you weight and you know we have uh you know our, our own uh you know uh, air compressors for the for the for the car and it works great you just plug it right into the the cigarette lighter you know for those of you who still have them and <laughs> but and it works i mean it's it's a great thing to have in your in your car cuz we find ourselves uh, down a few all the time and and the, the better systems actually will tell you which tire uh, is down. The, the older systems will just pop up a light and you've got to figure it out and you've got to go from tire to tire and make sure that you get the right tire pressure. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to drive lots of different cars with, with modern tech. So when you can, you can choose the display on your instrument panel to show you the, the tire pressure readout. And, you know, and also when, when, when tires start moving, they heat up. So in, in many cases uh, for people, once you start driving, uh, the, the tire pressure light might go off, but it's still a good idea to check it. And, and, and when people are wondering where to find the proper pounds per square inch on your, for your tires, it's not on the tire itself because that's going to give you like the maximum pressure for a maximum load. There's a little placard inside the door jam that tells you what the proper tire pressure should be. So you should always be checking that instead of your tires. So um, I know that uh, you guys have done this investigation on, on car loans and uh, you know, a pretty exhaustive one. Tell us about uh, you know, what this is all about and what you guys found. We're finding that, that people are, 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 are spending way too much. They're, they're taking out really uh, long-term loans uh, at higher interest rates. Uh, it, and and it's, it's really unfortunate because it's, it, it can be you – know, you buy a car, and it's probably the second biggest expenditure of your household besides your house. And so to, 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 to go through uh, like a lot of dealer financing where it might sound like a smooth come on, but you wind up pay, paying way more for the car than you really should. Is that, I mean, is that something that's, that's new or like new sales or is that something that's just a, like a trending phenomenon? I, I think over time, car loans 
have gotten longer and longer and longer. And and it's it's kind of a it, it, I'm not gonna I'm not painting all dealerships in in a bad light, but but they'll give you kind of a smooth come on. And one of the first pieces of advice they give to anyone when they're buying a car, certainly young younger people haven't bought a lot of cars, is when you walk into the dealership, do not fall in love. And what I mean by that is if they have that bright red Mustang convertible on the, you know, inside of the showroom floor and you walk in and you're just, you're, you know, all the stars align and the music plays and you feel lighter than air and you just, you, you just lose yourself in your in this car. The salespeople can, can just see it and they smell blood in the water and they say, all right, we're going to get you in that car. For for your monthly, you, know, you never give you never give away how much you can spend per month um, because they'll get you into that car. The problem is you probably can't afford that car, and you're going to be stringing that loan maybe out to eight years, which is an insanely long time to to get into your to to pay off your car. Um, there, there's also a very tight inventory these days. So, so the, the, there's a, the, the car dealers have all the advantage right now, and, and the best thing that you can do is to kind of go into any dealer that, like, that when you need to buy a car with, with an open mind, be ready to do alternatives, and don't sign up for a really, really long-term loan. Well, that's one of the things I was going to ask you about, because you know inventories now, I mean, when you when read stories, even if you drive around uh, you know, town and you see certain you know, car dealerships looking a little picked over, uh, those inventory problems are are real, and if you're going to be paying, they say in the average now has gone up to uh, almost six hundred dollars a month in in car payments. I mean, how much of the inventory issue is feeding into that? I think a lot of it is feeding into it, uh, and it's not just affecting the new car market, it's also affecting the used car market. So if you're in the market for a new car and you go, the dealer just says, well, you'll have to wait you know, six months or eight months. Uh, then, then you say, well, I'm going to you know, do an alternative. I'm going to look at used cars. But that's, they're suffering the same kind of thing. So people can't get the new cars, so they go to the used cars. And, uh, and it's not just the Northeast. I, I, got, I just got home from a, a two-week uh, road trip where I went down and saw some of my friends in the Southwest, and, and, I, and I know this is kind of anecdotal, but every dealer I drove by was thin. There was just not, it, there, were, there was not the days when you saw rows upon rows of shiny new cars. Um, it, it looks very, very picked over, and, and so when, when supply is tight, um, cost goes up, and and this this microchip shortage is still going on. Uh, sales, you know, I mean, the the car companies don't like it either because they're not selling as many cars, so they're always doing their you know monthly and quarterly sales reports, and you know sales are are down all around just because they don't have the product. Are they are they also having the same kind of uh, labor shortage too? Uh, absolutely, I, it's it's going it's going across the board. Uh, people are are not. You know, willing to either you know risk their lives working in <clears throat> an environment where where people maybe aren't vaccinated, but um, but they're also you know there's that this is, that's an even bigger conversation about how much people should be paid these days and union versus non-union, and we don't have the time of the day to just tackle <laughs> that. <laughs> but you know, the, the, but it is but it is true that you know all these factors feed into. Uh, you know the cost, and obviously when you when you don't have the ability to put as many cars on the road from a particular model year, 
I mean, how are they even projecting 2022 at this point or 2023? I mean, I know the, tw- the 2022s are already on the road, but it's or, or some of them are. But, you know, how do they project moving forward when they when they can't even get their hands on, you know, equ- you know, parts that are completely necessary for these cars? I, I think they're they're. I think you're right. I think that they're, they're going to be projecting uh, lower sales, certainly in the first quarter of calendar year uh, 2022 um and uh, and, and i but i was i was thinking that maybe this represents kind of a um an opportunity <laughs> instead of relying say on just a few factories to produce these microchips perhaps some of these companies could could start saying well we need we need to maybe produce our own to not be so dependent on on just a, a few outlets and uh, you know, obviously i don't i don't know anything about that level automotive infrastructure but it seems to be that you you need to um not just rely on a few but but i'm not paid that kind of money to think that way so well the the, the weird part about it for me is you know you, you think about all these states that are now you know mandating that you know gasoline you know vehicles be banned by you know a certain year you know 2031 or whatever it you know it winds up being you know, with the pandemic putting you know the in the, the automotive industry on on notice, like it has so many other industries, you you know you wonder whether those kinds of mandates are even realistic because you know you now set that whole industry back a few years, it, it just trying to get what you need to build the damn things. I I understand the intent, and and, and a lot of the intent of getting people into electric vehicles is to reduce exhaust emissions, to improve the environment. I totally get that. Um, on the other hand, uh, we're not seeing large numbers of people flocking to electric vehicles and, and, and buying them. Um, a lot of electric vehicles are just going begging. There's, there's big tax, uh, government tax credits and, 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 and statewide tax credits for you to to be incentivized to, to buy an electric vehicle, and even with like seventy five hundred dollars on the table as a as a tax write off, if you buy an EV, um, sales are still pretty low, except for Tesla. People still are enjoying Teslas. But electrics are definitely part of the future. Um, uh, they're they're not there yet on a mainstream level, but they're coming. But but I'm not I'm not I I don't I don't know how it's going to pan out because when you get outside of kind of the more metro or you know urban suburban areas the rest of the country things are really really far apart yeah. i mean well, you, you have to factor in cruising range yeah. and 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 how the battery how the electric vehicles are going to are going to uh, operate in the cold weather because the cold weather reduces your range um there's still question about infrastructure about getting enough uh, ev chargers around so so I, I think EVs can work for a lot of people. If you have a commute, I mean, you know, back I know your your commute is isn't isn't very far. I mean, an electric vehicle uh, would probably work really well for you. And then you have a different vehicle if you're going on a, on a road trip and stuff like that. Uh, just just short commutes. Uh, EVs make a lot of sense uh, for others hauling lots of stuff and going great distances. It doesn't. So I mean, what I'm questioning though is on my road trip. Uh, the, the 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 highways just have tons and tons and tons of eighteen wheelers. I mean, these massive tractor trailers are everywhere. And how are you going to replace all of that with electric vehicles? I mean, right. it, it, I, I don't I don't know. Well, you know, you brought up a good point uh, before about the commuting aspect of that. I see these F one fifties now are electric. Like, have you have you seen these? 
obviously. Yeah, that, you yeah. Know, Ford is bringing out their their Lightning all electric pickup, and, and Rivian <laughs> is bringing out their electric pickup. There, listen, they're they're coming. Yeah, but what's the range on these things? I mean, I live 32 miles away from here. I love driving the truck, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind getting something that would save me uh, a crap ton of money on gas, but what's, you know, is, is the power any different on these things, or, you know, how do they how do they keep up with their gas-powered models? Well, they, they uh, the, the electric vehicles have tons of tons of torque, and that's really what, like, truck truck people really like because uh-huh. that's that's low-end power you can haul stuff you can pull trailers right. uh obviously if you load up a pickup truck either putting stuff in the bed or towing a trailer your your projected range is going to go down well, we haven't driven these uh electric pickup trucks yet we will as soon as we can buy one <laughs> that comes back to the earlier discussion um so so what what you're what you're getting out of that you're you're, you're going to not be able to drive as far we have a an f-150 yeah. hybrid model at our track and and it gets like 600 miles for a tank full which is incredible um and 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 the electric vehicles aren't going to get that kind of a range but but I mean for you if you if you're doing a 60 70 miles round trip Steve yeah. uh, an electric vehicle would be perfect because they they all are going to get you at least 200 and sometimes 300 or 400 miles uh, per charge See I don't want an electric vehicle cuz my 6 mile ride to work uh, goes through some very high ozone uh, communities and frankly <laughs> it could use a big giant hole of ozone uh, <laughs> hovering above it <laughs> Yeah, we want to get those. We want to get those exhaust systems on the back where you can blow black smoke yeah. in the driver's face behind you. I would love to do that. <laughs> That's, yeah, that, the rolling coal people. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, can you do that in a Highlander? I don't know if you can. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's there's a will, there's a way. There's, there's uh, aftermarket <laughs> exhaust systems for everything. I used to do that on the Atari with Spy Hunter. That was the original <laughs> one where you push the cloud of smoke and it, psh, and it shoots out and the guy goes off flying off the road. There you go. Mario Kart used to be able to spill uh, cans of uh, oil behind my <laughs> yeah. my car. <laughs> Same thing. And, and then there's James Bond with his Aston Martin. So there yeah, you go. Well, there's all that. Hey, uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. You can check out the uh, the car blog. He's always writing up on there. And, uh, of course, the new Consumer Reports issue, I believe, is out now, right? Uh, online and on the newsstands. Very Still good. newsstands, believe it or not. <laughs> well, that's good. That That's a place to find it. Hey, it's good to talk to you. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much, guys. You bet. It's uh, 724 on Rock 102. Hi, this is Christopher Vialli, president of Cambridge. Our marathon begins on Monday, November 22nd at the Basketball Hall of Fame parking lot. Yes, we are back at the Hall of Fame parking lot. And extends until 10 a.m. that following Wednesday in downtown Springfield. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable foods for the open pantry. They need the food, and we need your help to do it. Uh, we're gonna, you can start your collection up at work or at school or at home. You can even donate online at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, including Big Y World Class Markets, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield. Get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, yeah, a lot of schools have off today. It's, uh, it's a teacher development day. So get this. I know it's teacher development day. I know the teachers got to go. I'm not uh, crapping on the teachers. I'm just saying. These kids have uh, today off. Yep. Next Friday off. Yep. And then next week, there's two days where there's only half days because there's parent-teacher conferences going on. 
And then there's Thanksgiving week. And then there's Thanksgiving week where they go two days, a half day, and then off for four days. I would like to know why we don't get a month off where we can only work a half, we get to work a half a day. I would love to do that. Like, uh, say, like a right around now, yeah. like 7.30, we say, yeah. okay, that's it. Uh, Dan Williams coming up next for the next 25, 30 minutes. Listen, uh, if you, you can't criticize teachers for the development day thing because I've already done that. It's like taking a baseball bat to a hornet's nest, right? You can't say things like Because I said... Because my joke was, yeah, teacher development days. You mean dollar readers at Applebee's on a Tuesday afternoon, huh? You know, uh, that is the kind of thing that's going to keep you after yeah. school. They will keep me after school. Yeah, no, this is... Listen, uh, there's there's not a teacher in America that likes professional development. I mean, they'd rather almost teach or get the day off. But after it's done, then yes, maybe uh, the, the $2 dollar readers... <laughs> Are what, no, are what is no, it? it's dollar readers. Okay, it's, it's only a, a dollar. A yeah. dollar. Maybe that's what's called for, but uh, no, no one no one enjoys doing it. No, they don't enjoy they it. Don't, they but, don't enjoy uh, it. They I have wish to do it. I had the ability to, you know, step aside and, and take the days off like the kids do. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That would be good because your kids, what are they going to do? They're going to be at home all day, right? Yeah. And you, and you got to be there. You, you don't want your, the kids running roughshod around that house. Oh, God. It's like, uh, you know. Like, they're, like they own the place. Yeah. It's like, uh, this is me time. This isn't <laughs> you time. Your time comes at 3.30 when you come home from school. Yeah, but right now it's my time, yeah. and you are infringing upon my time. This is not going to be a good day today. We got news next to Rock 102. 8 a.m. every Thursday, the Leah Auto Group is proud to present Scott Zolak from the Patriots broadcast booth as he breaks it down with Bax and O'Brien. How much do you think a Scott Zolak touchdown football would go for at auction? The Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued at up to uh, $1,400. Call today and mention this Rock 102, uh, mention Rock 102 for this special offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. An Enfield man was arrested Halloween night after he allegedly pulled a gun after a fight with the parents of trick-or-treaters. According to Enfield police, the man was driving a silver Saturn on Silver Lane. Ooh, very... Uh, what are the chances of that? Uh, pretty good, I guess. Near Pioneer Drive around 8.30 p.m. on Sunday, he allegedly drove too close to kids walking along the road trick-or-treating. Police say the parents of the trick-or-treaters confronted the driver, claiming he nearly hit their kids with his car. The situation became heated. The driver, later identified as 20-year-old Robert Corey of Enfield, and one of the parents began to fight. Corey and, another indi and other individuals involved in the fight gave conflicting stories to the police. The parents say after the fight, Corey brandished a gun, racked around and into the pistol, and held it over his head, causing the parents and kids to run. Uh, Corey said the gun uh, simply fell out during the fight. There's a big uh, difference of pulling out and, and pointing at Putting it over your head. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's probably unnecessary. Police, uh, Especially if you're the one who uh, almost hit the uh, the pedestrians. Yeah. Police later found Corey and recovered a Glock 9mm pistol loaded with 15 rounds. Corey was also found in possession of seven plastic bags of cocaine. Oh, he was just having a good time for trick-or-treats. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he was. Here's uh, here's what I'm... I'm going to make an assumption of what's going on here. All right. Yeah, this guy probably did some kind of uh, badass maneuver where he was putting people in danger. Mm -hmm. However, 
There are many parents out there who like to bring along the road soda on the trick-or-treating uh, excursion. Well, it's the only thing that uh, keeps us from going insane on right. Halloween. But uh, some people who may enjoy a little too much of that uh, may exhibit an air of arrogance, uh, saying, well, I, you're, I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof, and uh, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah, you crazy Sunday driver. Okay, I can see that, but then again, this guy, you know, pulled out his gun and racked it. I'm not uh, making excuses for him. Yeah, for, no, I for get the it. gun guy. I'm may, I'm just saying that sometimes, sometimes alcohol can be a factor in escalating a situation that needed that didn't have to be escalated. Well, I have never seen any evidence of that whatsoever. Yeah, you're right. That's a that's a thing. That's the, I mean, uh, you're you're painting things with a broad brush. Now, now it's just crazy talk. Uh, but yeah, you imagine going out trick or treating with your kids and then somebody's pulling a gun on you. No, actually, no. Although uh, there had been a tradition when my kids were young, where you know, I'd go to my next door neighbor's house and we would sit at his house while you know the wives would bring the kids around the neighborhood and he and I would get stewed for a few hours. Oh, yeah. Without having to leave his house. Yeah. Good that was time. actually a pretty good plan because, you know, there were people coming to their house. They couldn't mm -hmm. just, you know, turn the lights off and go. You know, right? Yeah, that's right? true. So you needed uh, you needed two drunk 40-year-old men to make sure everything was uh, running smoothly. I uh, I always enjoyed the, uh, the people of Huntington who would give out, like, nips and, like, alcoholic beverages and jello shots strictly for the adults. Right. They're like, hey, you're an adult. Come on over here. I got something right behind the tent. You do have to respect that because, you know, at least they're thinking of everybody. Not ju It's not just all not about just the kids. about the kids. Yeah, right. It's uh, calming the nerves of the parents that have to walk around the streets trick-or-treating with their children. You should never, by the way, and this is a, you know, obviously Halloween is over with, but, let, you know, let this uh, stick in your mind for next year. Yeah. Um, never accept a shot at a house you are not familiar with. No, that's the best kind of house to accept no, a shot from. No, Steve, listen, you wouldn't take your kid to a total stranger's house without knowing who's inside. Listen, Could be some homicidal <sighs> maniac that's not giving you a shot full of jello shots, but maybe like a, a shot full of WD-40 and rat poison. Well, you know, I remember uh, years ago uh, trick-or-treating up in Shelburne, and uh, I went to this guy's house. Very nice man. Right. Looked really familiar. Sure. And, uh... He uh, he was giving away uh, Jello pudding cups, and uh, also shots for the adults. I don't remember anything after that encounter, but this... I do remember waking up the next day, going, "Man, he made me forget all about that horrible trick or treating experience what, I had last night." Was this gentleman either wearing a uh, multicolor sweater, yes, or a yes. college hoodie? You know this guy. I'm aware of his work. Really? Yes. Hmm. But yeah, uh, I know. I never. I never got a chance to thank the man. <laughs> Did he uh, give you the shot by saying, hey, 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 no, let's he have didn't. a shot today? No, he uh, he opened by saying, come on up here, little kids, and get your pudding. <laughs> and he got the pudding. And then, uh, then he said to me, uh, he said, let me talk to you. I like pudding. I like putting my penis in places <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> Have a drink on me. And that was the end of it. I don't remember anything wow. else after that. That's amazing. <laughs> I, 
I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine going up there for uh, for trick or treating well, over there. Hey, uh, there's there's lots of adventures you could take in Western That's Massachusetts. That's the truth. Massachusetts' first congressional district, represented by U.S. Representative Richard E. Neal of Springfield, will likely shrink at its northern tip. Uh, jettisoning, je, how do you say? Jettisoning, je, jettisoning, je, jettisoning, jettisoning, jettisoning a dozen towns in Franklin and Hampshire counties where unsuccessful challenger Alex Morse did well in 2020. Neil will no longer represent Heath, Coleraine, Leiden, Bernardston, Buckland, Shelburne, Ashfield, Conway, Goshen, Williamsburg, Chesterfield, and West Hampton. I hate to break it to you. He had never been to those towns anyway. You know what? He never did because he would send his people to go talk right. to the communities there. Spend his, he'd, uh, he'd send his top men. Now, when John Olver, I believe, had that territory, oh, John Olver had been everywhere, man. He was everywhere, man, and he had the uh, like the Bob Dylan style. Uh, That's right. The card flipping thing of all the town names. The subterranean John Olver blues. I've been to Heath, Cole, Rain, Lydon, Burnison, Buckland, Shelburne, <laughs> Ashfield, Conway, Goshen, Williamsburg, Chesterfield, West Hampton. Yeah. I've been gerrymandered, man. <laughs> I've been gerrymandered. <laughs> Uh, legislative districts, including those for the U.S. House of Representatives, changed with the uh, decennial, decennial census. Hmm. Um, I, am I, I think I'm stupid. Why? Because I can't pronounce words. Like but those are I, difficult words. No, they're not difficult words. I'm just I'm kind of a dumb idiot. Like I should probably know how to pronounce these things, but I don't. Decennial? Who's going to know how to pronounce that? Decennial. I don't even know what that means. What does it mean? Isn't he the well, uh, bicentennial? Wasn't he the two- guy that starred opposite of uh, Eddie Murphy in uh, Coming to America? Decennial uh, Hall? No, no, that's Arsenio. Arsenio. Hall. Yeah. I was so close. You're thinking of uh, the guy who sang the Wabash Cannonball. That was Tom T. Hall. No, Steve. I think you're thinking of Tom T. Hall. <laughs> I can't even go anywhere with that. The uh, I, I, actually, I think that you're thinking about the guy that sings with John Oates. No, 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 that's Daryl Hall. You're thinking of... Uh, uh, the former host of... Uh, <laughs> Let's make a deal? Who is that? Monty Hall. Oh, Monty Hall. No, right. you're thinking of that comedy troupe that did the parrot sketch. No, that's Monty Python. You're thinking about the guy that pushes a shopping cart across western Massachusetts and makes hundreds of thousands of dollars while we sit there breaking our back to get a bag of groceries. That's called a, uh, a liar. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's uh well. I don't it's, know. It's twisting the truth. Well, is what it, yeah, who are we wanna, to? Who are we to? Say? Because that money doesn't get raised in one day <sighs> or two, whatever the two days is. And that shopping cart thing is all for show. <laughs> it really is. You know what? Wouldn't you rather be sitting on your ass at a at a at a basketball Hall of Fame parking lot collecting sure food would. and having people come to you rather than you know, walk across Western Massachusetts for what? What 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 am I gonna do? Walk across Western Massachusetts with my crutch? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a that's part of Aesop's fables. <laughs> hey, this guy raised a million dollars in a day. Really, that's interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a day that lasts 11 months. Uh, have you ever gotten a medical bill that was bigger than expected? Oh, yeah. 
A woman near Atlanta named Taylor Davis recently showed up in an emergency room with a minor head injury and ended up walking out because they were too busy to treat her. But the hospital still charged her $700 for walking in the door. She said she waited for seven hours to see the doctor, so she got fed up and she left. Then a few weeks later, she got a bill for $689 and assumed it was a mistake. But when she got in touch, they said, nah, the charges are legit. Their email said, sorry, but that you, quote, get charged before you are seen, not for being seen. Taylor reached out to a local news station and they did a story on it. Now the hospital says they're looking into it and plan to follow up with her. Yeah, we're looking into this. Uh, You still owe us the money. Hey, uh, by the way, I'm being told that there's a uh, large accident, uh, 91, uh, around exit 8. It's all backed up in both directions. Oh, so that ain't good. But I don't know how much I can trust this person. But I am being told that 91 is kind of like a parking lot right now. Okay. So... Well, there you go. There's Take that. Major. Oh, you know what? They're not lying because uh, 44 seconds ago, 22 News just posted a video of what this accident looks like. And, of course, we have to wait for an ad because, mm. you know, why would why not put an ad in front of a breaking news story that everybody wants to find out about it? Well, there's a, maybe there's a product or service I'm more interested in. All right. Here we go. Major accident on 91. Uh, oh. Oh. Not that good? Is, that is not good. That is uh, a tractor trailer that has jackknifed. Oh, God. And has crashed into the guardrail, which almost looks like, or is that his trailer? I can't figure that out. It looks like, is it his? Yeah, it's his trailer. Okay, he jackknifed and uh, crashed into the guardrail there. And it looks oh, like... Oh, yeah, and I'm looking at that yeah, now. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Yikes. So, I-91, uh, is it north? Uh, it's or a, is it both directions, it says? On the northbound side of 91. But it's, both it's, but both directions are backed up. Right, because you got the guardrail going on on the other side, so yeah. that's what happened there. Well, hope everybody's okay in that one. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of uh, 55. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 56. It's uh, 42 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It takes a special selector to work in a freezer. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752 on Rock 102. Uh, 91 uh, north and southbound near exit 8 is an absolute nightmare right now. Traffic is backed up due to a major accident. Track A jackknife tractor trailer as well as a car uh, that appears to be involved uh, in this situation uh, looks pretty bad. Uh, and that backup's probably going to be there for a while. So don't take 91. Good thing it's not a very heavily traveled road. Yeah, especially uh, like it's seven fifty-two in the morning. Oh, yeah, Almost no. no one's on that yeah, right now. God, it's like a it's like a four-lane comfort cruise down there. Yeah, uh, so be very very careful if you're passing by, and if you can get avoid it altogether, then do it. Uh, if you missed any part of the Baxter O'Brien show, and God knows there's lots of reasons to want to, uh, you can check it out later on in the day by going to uh, BaxterO'Brien.com and downloading the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. And again, on directly on BaxnellBryan.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, I'm talking to author Dan Ozzy, uh, who's written a book called Sellout, the major label feeding frenzy that uh, swept punk, emo, and hardcore, 1994 through 2007. It's a really interesting book, and it's a good conversation. You can hear that on BaxnellBryan.com. Uh, coming up after uh, <clears throat> 8 o'clock, we'll get into a story about uh, 
how I'm going to be inviting a rat into my home. A rat. You know, I, I'm I uh, I don't want to say anything before yeah. we get into it, uh-huh. but uh, I'm very curious as to how you are allowing this to happen. Well, uh, it's a kind of a long. It's not really a long story, but the, there are some factors in there that uh, you know I had made some promises which I probably shouldn't have, oh, and uh, it's you know. your own fault. Well, yeah, because I didn't think that the task would be followed through with and the oh, task yeah, not only yeah, was followed through but uh, exceeded its expectations yeah that's uh, that's that's the act of a sucker right there oh boy all right we'll get to that yeah. in just a little bit it's 755 on rock 102 save yourself 30 percent at the 350 grill indulge on a stock of slash vaccines And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, how about those Boston Celtics? Are you kidding me? I could watch them lose three in a row every night. In fact, if they keep blowing games like they did last night, we're going to see a lot of three-in-a-row losses this season. Last night, the Celtics blew a 19-point lead to the Chicago Bulls and lost their third straight, this time by a final score of 128 to 114. Now, I know my math hasn't always been reliable, but that's a 14-point loss. That's 14 points after leading by 19 and a half. Now, I'd be happy to provide you with a little bit more mathematical data, but that sort of complicated math is even too tough for a guy like me. So how does a Boston Celtics team wind up losing by 14 points to a team that they were destroying just a few minutes earlier? Well, that depends on who you ask. If you ask Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they probably couldn't begin to tell you why they both fell apart towards the end of the game, going ice cold in the final minutes. But if you ask Marcus Smart what the problem is, he would suggest that perhaps if his two ball-hogging teammates learn to pass the ball every now and then, that perhaps you might have other people involved in the game too. According to Marcus, quote, every team knows we're trying to go to Jason and Jalen. I think every scouting report is to make them pass the ball. They don't want to pass the ball. He then went on to say, there's only so much I can do without the ball in my hands. I can only do so much standing in the corner. Ironically, all of this ball hogging between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is coming against the Chicago Bulls, a team whose six championships came at the hands of Michael Jordan, one of the biggest ball hogs in NBA history. However, Marcus Smart is right. Last time I checked, there were at least three other guys in the court all wearing the same uniform. Seems to me that if they had access to a basketball, they may be able to score points too. The very points that you're not scoring. So if passing a basketball to somebody else helps you end the three-game losing streak, say like tomorrow night in Orlando, then I say the Celtics should try it and go with that sort of strategy for the remainder of the season. Call me crazy, but I believe they call that playing basketball rather than what they're doing now, which is playing with themselves. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You wake up every morning, get ready for work, you put on your car hearts, and it's game on. You do real work, unlike what I'm doing here. Get it done at Carhartt, durable workwear from your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 8.07 and the Scorpions on Rock 102. Uh, you know, the weather, uh, it's going to be, it's four, It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. The big uh, story this morning, though, is 91, uh, both north and south, is a freaking parking lot through Springfield. Just got word that the uh, traffic is backed up on Route 5 in Longmeadow all the way to the CVS. Wow. So that's uh, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Uh, now, I believe you referred to it earlier uh, off the air as a humdinger. Is that uh, is that a is that an official title of this uh, thing, or is it worse? Than uh, well, that? there's less there's less hum uh, than the ding. Well, we definitely yeah, have a dinger. There's that's definitely dingers. Uh, definitely know a that jackknife tractor trailer about exit eight. Is that what you said? Uh, exit, exit eight north on the uh, the northbound side. The northbound side. So that's how far the traffic is backed up. I mean, I mean, that's two ex- miles in, so it's six miles of traffic at least until Longmeadow. That's crazy. Of course, you know, with the new uh, numbering system, I don't even know where eight is. Well, it's eight miles from the border. Yeah. Well, nevertheless, I, it's... I, uh, believe, I believe it's 291. I think that's the interchange there. It could be. It could be. Well, either way, uh, yes, we, uh, we have heard your voices. Uh, let us know if it starts picking up. Uh, Steve at rock102.com, where you can just Facebook message us or... Uh, What's uh, what's your what's your email? What do you uh, backs at rock102.com. Backs at rock102.com. My, my Facebook has been down all day today, so yeah, uh, don't Facebook backs. It don't. Actually, you know what? Facebook him all the messages, so then when he does come back online, he'll yeah. go, "Hey, look, I'm oh, look so at that. popular, Mr. Popular." Today. That'd be terrific. I'll be able to get to all those messages long after they happened. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're gonna have uh, the return of Dave Ratner into the studio, which will be uh, which will be interesting. Since we haven't talked to him in quite a quite a while, and you know he's gone through some changes, he sold off some of those stores, and yeah, he's got uh, one remaining though, right? The Agawam one is yeah. still his, and uh, we'll talk to him. And I really want to ask him, uh, you know, about bringing rats into people's homes. So what do you mean, uh, like rats? Are you talking like uh, like the old film? Uh, ben type of uh, rats? Like uh, you you fell in love with a rat and you brought it home? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of way. Or no. Are you talking like a like a no. rat like Templeton and uh, Charlotte's Web? There's these nothing mm. but garbage all day. It wasn't the voice of Paul Lind. It was Paul Lind. <laughs> that was probably the best voice they could use for that kind of per- for that kind of animal in that uh, in that show. I agree. Uh, no, uh, months ago, uh, my uh, my children said to me. Um, you know, they one wanted a cat and the other one wanted a hamster, right? You've already got a dog. I know. And I said, listen, I'm not running a zoo around here. I know we live on a farm-like piece of property, mm-hmm. but the fencing around this place is nothing like a farm. And, uh, you know, it hasn't been an active farm for quite a few years, so uh, we're not farmers. And uh, having multiple animals around... Not really my cup of tea because I don't want to be the one. Like if they had a goat, I don't want to be. I don't want to be the one getting up uh, an hour early before I normally get up to go out and feed the goat and take care of the goat. Well, the goats kind of feed yeah. themselves in the grass. Yes, they do, but not in the winter. All right, you got me on that one. Yeah, yeah I, I guess you're right. So uh, anyway, I you know I'm the kind of person that's responsible enough to say. I don't know how to take care of one of these things, so I'm just not going to get one. And I think more people need to have that attitude when you come to, yeah. come to abusing animals. That's fair. Um, so uh, they, it was either a cat or a hamster. That was the deal. Well, we decided on hamster because I don't know how well 
the dog would get along with a cat in the house. Sure. So uh, I said, uh, and I really didn't want this to happen uh, because I set a goal for them knowing that you ain't never going to reach this goal, right? Right. So this was back in July. And I said, listen, if you, because uh, my youngest's birthday is coming up uh, next week, I said, if you can clean this house each and every night and clean the countertops and make sure the dishes are put away and all this other good stuff, mm-hmm. then uh, we will get you a hamster. Because I'm like, this kid ain't going to do this. And she this, did it, right? She did it every single day. <sighs> Steve. She, not you... only did she do it every single day, but she went above and beyond the expectations. Well, I'm not just going to do the kitchen and the living room area where we usually make the mess. I'm going to go upstairs and clean bathrooms and things like that. Oh, my God. And, Steve, uh, do you realize what you did? You set yourself up. And then uh, so halfway through this process, I said, you know, this continues after you get the hamster. Like, if you were to get this hamster, right, that continues. And then uh, I'm thinking, all right, uh, this ain't going to happen. It's still happening. It's still happening. You know, and the goal has been the the, goal, the date of November first has been reached. The hamster will now be purchased. I know nothing about hamsters. I know nothing about taking care of them. Right. Went to uh, my daughter's friend's house a couple of weeks ago. They have two hamsters. Mm. And uh, oh look, they're so cute and cuddly. Right. They're rats. Yeah. It's a rat. You're he bringing a rat into your home. He still gouge your eyes out. Eat cardboard toilet paper rolls. What kind of animal does that? I don't know. You know, your problem here, Steve, is you gave your kid an, a, a chance to prove herself with something that is totally attainable. If you didn't want a rat in your house, you should have said, I'll tell you yes. what, if you could clean the house and provide all the correct answers of this trigonometry textbook yeah. for the 11th grade yeah. every single day, then you're talking about something that she's probably not going to be able to do. The problem is I don't understand trigonometry either. Yeah, but either does she, and that's the whole thing. But anyway, so now that the goal has been reached, the cleaning continues. And, and now you're stuck. Now I'm stuck. Uh, retrofitting a habit trail in your house. Trying to research hamsters. And, uh, you know, we were at the, 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 the kid's friend's house, and uh, they had a ball where the hamster gets into a ball right and then rolls around on the floor sure and all i could think of my in my head is a death match with the dog and the ball on the floor the dog wins every time there is a creepy crawly rat in mm. that ball uh that is going to need to be taken care of and see my dog would think that's a toy uh, and that's exactly and would what kill it, it. Yeah. that would kill it immediately that's because he doesn't know any better, and he would just uh, tear it uh, yeah. to shreds. And uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little worried about what's going on. The other thing I didn't even think about is, you know, we have people that watch our dog when we're away. Well, who the hell is going to want to watch a hamster? Who is going to want to do that? Well, what do you really need to do for the hamster? I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, like, I don't. This is why I'm I'm getting Dave in here so we can figure out what the hell it is uh, that you need to do well, to is, take care of a hamster. I you know I don't I don't I've never had a hamster. I uh, I do know that many years ago my sister thought it'd be a wonderful idea to give my kids a hermit crab for mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. without 
having any conversation. There was no consultation. All of a sudden, we got a hermit crab, and it dies right Mm -hmm. away. So you know what? And they're supposed to live for years and years and years without dying. But uh, yeah, it's that you know without the. there was no had had I known that this was a a, a Christmas option, I would have yeah. tried to put the kibosh on that right away. But uh, yeah, you've set yourself up here. Now I I, I I'm sure we can uh, find somebody. Uh, I mean, I used to uh, know of a guy that uh, knew quite a lot about hamsters allegedly. Um, actor Richard Gere apparently was a real expert. In yeah. These things. Okay. Uh, you know, I saw the size of these hamsters. There's no way Richard Gere got that up. Uh, I don't listen. Up. I know it's a uh, it's a it's an old wives' tale, but uh, listen, there's a there's a lot of elasticity in the human body, and I believe Richard Gere probably had the ability to do it. Who started that rumor? <clears throat> I did actually. You? Yes. You started the rumor that I'm Richard not proud Gere of it. a hamster uh, in his nether region. I'm not proud of it, but yeah, you know, it really well, took off. There won't be any. Uh, there won't be Lemmy Winks <laughs> from South Park. <laughs> Lemmy Winks, the hamster that uh, yes. had to crawl through Mr. Garrison's lower bowels, <laughs> only to find other dead hamsters to crawl over. <laughs> Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks. Well, there, won't, there won't be any of that. Well, that's good. That's uh, good. Because that would, just, that would be tough to explain to the children. You know, I'm I'm concerned about odor. I'm concerned about, like, you know, how much these things crap themselves. I don't uh, know if they're real high-maintenance animals. I don't think they are. I don't but I don't, also don't want to, like, I, it's just the idea of knowing that there's a rat in my house. You know, and then you know. I'll take a I, I take a hamster or a gerbil over a snake. Yeah. Any day. I don't like snakes. Yeah. I don't like them. And, but people I know have had snakes as pets, yeah. and they make good pets apparently. And, and then this uh, this kid's mother goes, "Oh, you I let them uh, run around the room every once in a while." I'm like, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. "There's no running around the room. I'm not taking this thing out and letting it run anywhere it wants to go. What if it hides? What if we can't find it?" What if it makes friends with a chipmunk outside? What if the dog eats it? What if the dog eats it? How That's my e- biggest concern is I don't want a bloodbath in my house. And how do you explain that to the children? How I do you do that? I know he's a friendly dog, but I don't think he'd be very friendly with a rat. It's a rat. It's a rat without the big tail. You know, when my dog gets a toy and he likes those little squeaky toys, mm-hmm. he's crazy about that. Once he uh, gets the, one of these things in his mouth, he tears it to shreds within seconds. And the squeaker is the first thing he chews and tries to swallow. So yeah. I would imagine that if you introduced like a small rodent into the house, my dog yeah. would rip that thing to shred and yeah. also try to swallow its squeaker. We thought it would be cute to give Wally a pacifier. So it looked, you know, one of those Kong toy pacifiers. Yep. So it looked, he looked like a little baby with the pacifier. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah. The first thing he did was rip that whole ring off the pacifier. So now it's just a, a round, uh, 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 stroking, uh, stroking glove looking thing. If gotcha. You know what I'm saying. You I understand. I, mean? yeah. I do. I do. Stroker. Yeah. I don't. Stroker. I don't, uh, I don't know how you manage that i mean you know wally is the beloved dog in the house right kids love the dog yeah they love the dog what's what's not to love and you introduce you know that kind of animal that looks like a toy into the house i don't know i don't i mean i understand the kids want them but you know sometimes just the word no might have been enough to put the the, the squelch this 
whole idea. I could say no, but I also recognize the hard work that my kid put in to want like that shows me that you you're you can complete tasks and if it's something you really want then mm-hmm. you work hard for and i appreciate that very much and i can't go back on what i said because then that may, that's just a lifetime full of disappointment <sighs> did your parents ever say to you when you questioned them about their methods and their um mm-hmm. You know, their logic behind yeah. their methods. Did they ever say to you, because I said so? Uh, yeah, and I've said that before, too. And matter of fact, uh, there is a separate ongoing argument in my home of why we can't have this. And I keep saying, because I don't want you to have it. It's my, that's my final decision. Right. Um, and that, I think, you know, that's a different topic. It's, it, that's more important to me right. to say no to. Right. This, I kind of said, all right, well, I can give a little leeway here, but now the more I think about it, the more I'm getting freaked out about it and cringed out. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to have to deal with Do they still have them uh, big elaborate habit trail things that the uh, gerbils and hamsters can uh, run around in? Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm going to have to buy one of these tanks that, uh, you know, the, the thing goes through the tubes. And yeah, yeah. You know, one of those balls. And it's all hamster toys. You got to get, a... get that little wheel, too. That little hamster wheel. They love those things. Yeah, that would be great. Maybe they can generate power. Maybe I can uh, Ooh, there you go. charge my phone or Listen, something Listen, you get like your that. kids to do slave labor around the house. Why not uh, turn this into an opportunity to add more uh, you, you more solar power hydroelectric power Uh, i mean the other argument in my house is the electronics my kids don't have electronics i they did uh over a year ago right and i wound up taking them all away and they haven't gotten them back yes they still watch my laptop once in a while to watch a movie on netflix sure or uh or or watch tv i don't let them not watch tv but as far as the uh the the tablet thing it right. was just like kind of consuming them and i said this is there's no more of this and that's when this you is... had to step in and be the yes. killer of fun so that is a constant argument in my house sure. when are we going to get these things back and i'm like never like <laughs> i don't like i'm sure time will change over the years and they're going to eventually have to have a phone or something like that but as right. far as the tablet things you don't need it I think when your kid gets into high school, they got they have to have those kinds of things because you know they they're yeah. doing stuff. But and, they're not in high school, and I know exactly where they are all the time, so it right. really doesn't matter at this point. But what you don't know uh, is where that hamster is going to be twenty four hours a day. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But see, I would rather have the hamster than give it an electronic back. <sighs> wow, that's. Yeah. Uh, not I a lot sound of- like a. I sound like a. Dick Dad, don't I? Like, yeah, Steve. Get, yeah, all your friends are on your trad, your electronics. And I'm not letting you do it. Listen, I think it was the best decision I've ever made. Listen, listen to me carefully. These decisions are not the things that make you a dick. <laughs> I mean, these no, are, you got no. you got a long-standing history of that kind of thing. Oh, it's yeah, it's not right. uh, one decision or another. It's it's a it's a pattern of behavior. Well, I I, I, I try to do my best. You're doing a good job I'm, in that regard. I'm frankly. just trying to get ahead. And, and, and you know what? You're doing pretty good. It's it's almost like you don't even work here. Yeah, that's what makes that's this so, so difficult. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure Dave Ratner will give you all the uh, the inside scoop. Yeah, uh, on the on the on the rat in the house. Yeah, that'll be uh, tomorrow after eight. Uh, again, update on the uh, accident on ninety one ninety one is a parking lot both north and south due to a major accident at exit eight, jackknife tractor trailer. Obviously, another vehicle involved. 
Uh, we don't know much more than that. All we know is people aren't moving anywhere. And they're probably not happy about it. And it's backed up all the way into Long Meadow. Probably even longer than now. Think about that. I mean, how, that's a long distance to be backed up. That's that's probably about six miles. Wow, five to six miles. That's from where crazy. It is. Yeah, it's eight, almost eight twenty-four. We're back, and O'Brien and Steve Nagel and Rock one hundred two. The Northampton Coca-Cola plant is hiring full-time positions, earning up to $24 per hour with overtime opportunities and excellent benefits. Coca-Cola of Northampton is currently hiring forklift drivers, machine operators, maintenance mechanics, QA technicians, electricians, wastewater operators, and boiler operators. Coca-Cola of Northampton is looking for great people to join the team in Northampton. Visit careers.coca-colacompany.com and search Northampton. Here we go. Marty being Marty. You buy my oil, I'll come to your house. We are regardless of what day, what time, we'll come and we'll fix your boiler. I have licensed individuals who do it 24-7. They're hard to find, but I've got them. One call and it's all done. Comfort is a major player. We can set you up. Call Central Energy at 413-592-0235. You ask for Marty, you get Marty. Hi, I'm Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. The past year and a half has been tough on so many, but hunger doesn't stop. That's why I'm a proud sponsor of Rock 102's Mayflower Marathon, which has been helping the Springfield Open Pantry for over 25 years. This year, please consider supporting the Mayflower Marathon, happening Monday, November 22nd through Wednesday, November 24th. From all of us at Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, thank you for your support and happy Thanksgiving. It's uh, 8.25 at Baxter and O'Brien at Rock. Yes, the Mayflower Marathon coming up uh, this month uh, to, to benefit the Springfield Open Pantry. Now, it, it, we've been doing this for years, and last year we had a tremendous year of people donating online. You're still going to have that opportunity, but unlike last year when, when COVID kind of dismantled our normal procedures, we will be back at the Basketball Hall of Fame, and we are thrilled to come back and uh, and do it that way. So if it's a way to, don- to donate cash and food, all the better. In fact, uh, school challenge letters have already come out. Some have already uh, responded. We're open for a real successful Mayflower Marathon, but we do need your help. That's coming up the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before Thanksgiving here on Rock 102. Uh, I know I keep giving you these traffic updates, but it seems to be getting worse and worse. Uh, there's another accident southbound of the jackknife truck. Route, eight, Route 83, what are you talking about? I don't think this guy knows what he's talking Probably about. Probably not. Uh you guys, yes, the jackknife truck. There's a jackknife truck on I-91 near exit 8. This guy said Route 83. That's not anywhere near Route 83. No, unless there's another problem Route 83. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. But either way, uh, 91 parking lot backed up over the Connecticut state line now because of this accident. Good Lord. What the hell is going on around here? Yeah, I got uh, someone saying it's going into Enfield. Um, listen, we were saying 20 minutes ago, it's backed up on Route 5 up to the CBS yeah. on Route 5. And, and unfortunately, to continue on to Route 5, you need to cross 91. <laughs> yeah, so, you know what I mean? So Yeah, so I don't know how uh, traffic is looking you know, throughout Longmeadow or you know, anywhere else. But I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get home. I, I don't know how many people are going to get into work. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to be affected by this today. Yeah. And so uh, you know, just hang in there. Hopefully, they'll be able to move things around for, fairly quickly. We'll keep you entertained. Or or not, you know. Well, I mean, there's only so much that uh, yeah we were planning on doing. We'll talk about uh, coming up. We'll talk about a teacher having sex with a student. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah. That'll that'll uh, that'll that'll make you not moving. Uh, kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's eight twenty-seven. News is next. To Rock one hundred two. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's 8.30 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Serbia Locksmith. They got a key for that. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, somebody just wrote in, and now I can't find where that is, um, that it's not as bad as we're making it sound. Uh, see, now I'm getting messages of saying it is as bad as we're making yeah, it sound. Uh, I'm going to go with the bad. Just uh, to not give people false hope. Because hope is just delayed disappointment, my friend. Well put, Steve. Yeah. Well put. Uh, yeah, they're 22. He's got the video of this thing. A uh, major accident involving a, involving a tractor trailer and passenger vehicle causing significant delays on I-91 in both directions. At this time, 22 News can confirm that a tractor trailer has jackknifed on the I-91 southbound a half mile from exit 8 in Springfield. The accident involved the vehicle hitting the guardrail affecting the northbound side of I-91. They contacted the state police for further details on the accident, but were unable to obtain a comment at this time. It's like Rich Tedemer. They know his voice when he calls the state police barracks. Rich, please. Calm yourself. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if Rich Tedemer has his own hotline at the uh, the state police. Like it, like it, it, it's like a red phone. They pick it up. Hello, is this Rich? State police. What can we help you with, Rich? See, the accident is south of two ninety one, just after exit for eighty three. Eighty three isn't this whole downtown Springfield. I I I don't uh, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, and then I, it's not all that bad. I just drove through there. It's all effing rubberneckers that want to look and say, oh, what happened? Yes, but that slows down traffic in every accident. So if you might want to avoid it, and if traffic is backed up into Enfield, and probably more so at this point, then you might want to try to avoid it altogether. You know what, though? Uh, when people who are stuck in traffic calling other people rubberneckers, you yourself are a rubbernecker. Because you because are the ones who are looking at, all the yeah. people who are rubbernecking. And your n- neck is rubber looking at the rubberneckers. Yeah. So you're rubbernecking in their glue, and what you say is bouncing off them and sticking on you. Well, who's who's watching the watchers? That's what I would like to know about it. Who's taking care of the caretaker's daughter when the caretaker's busy taking care? Huh? That's right. That's who's right. taking care of business every day? Who's taking care of business every way? Uh, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's taking care of business right now. We should be taking care of business with some news probably, right? Mm. Yeah. Hadley police charged three people after a traffic stop revealed open alcohol containers and an illegal handgun Monday morning. According to Hadley police, the car was stopped just before 1 a.m. on Russell Street for speeding in an inspection-related matter. Probably uh, probably expired expired inspection. Could be. While uh, police, uh, while stopped, police saw unopened and unopened alcoholic beverages while none of the passengers were 21 years of age. After a brief investigation, police reportedly found a loaded uh, Taurus brand handgun under the front passenger seat. Yeah, I like to take my underage friends around and uh, <laughs> load them up with some booze and then we go uh, show off my handgun. Yeah, that's probably that guy in high school that always hung around even after he was supposed to graduate or he graduated i think we had like at least two if not three of those type of guys 
in our high school at any yeah. one given time. We had uh, we had Roger Harris. Really? Yeah, Roger Harris uh, wore one of those like crocodile Dundee hats and a long trench coat. Yeah, why were those guys so poorly dressed? I don't know. And he it's would a- wear these like cowboy boots, and he'd walk up and down the halls. Mm-hmm. What, to which I, I never understood why the school never like barred him from being in there. Like, dude, you don't you graduated two years ago. You're 19. <laughs> You're almost 20. Listen, we were here when you were a high school student. There wasn't that much going on for you back then. Yeah. There's even less going on for you right now. I think it might be uh, because like maybe you weren't as popular among your peers. But now, since you are older mm-hmm. and nobody really knows about you because they're all like freshmen and all that stuff coming in, yeah. maybe they see you as some sort of adult guy. Oh, he's an adult. He doesn't have to go to school. I remember. But he hangs out here all day long. I remember uh, one kid. He would have been, I think, three years older than me. His name was Glenn. And Glenn always came back. For everything, like after-school activities, yeah, Glenn would hang out, and he'd hang out not in a creepy way, but he was a jovial guy, and no one ever said, "Glenn, maybe you should probably get your life back on track and not spend so much time with seventeen and eighteen-year-old kids." You know, maybe it's maybe it's time to try to do a little bit with your life, but Glenn kept showing up like all the time. Well, and I never, I could, I, I never understood. When I left high school, I think that was the very last time I walked into that building. Yeah, because I really felt like there was nothing there for me left to do. Yeah, I have, uh, I have not been back into my high school. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, I can't because they knocked it down and they built a new one. I had to go back to my junior high school uh, uh, just a couple of years ago because my nephew was playing basketball there, mm-hmm. and. Uh, just being in the building, you know, all those many years later gave me the freaking creeps. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to be Ab- in this building. Absolutely. It's so much smaller than I remember. But a high school, it's like, listen, I gave you everything I had in high school. I There's nothing left for me to give. There's nothing left for me to take away. No, I don't I go be, back. I don't want to be hanging around here. No. The uh, Okaloosa, Florida County Sheriff's Office closed an investigation into a Niceville high school teacher who showed an R-rated movie in class earlier this school year. Which one? No terminal charges will be fired. The investigation refutes allegations that the teacher subjected students to pornography by playing the movie Alexander. I don't even know that movie. Is that Alexander the Great? I don't know. It's It's R-rated. Is that really pornographic? Well, R-rated doesn't necessarily... I think there are some scenes in there. Do they show boobies? Um, yeah. That's I think not... That, well, there's, they show there's a depiction of rape. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that's a little harsh. But but they said the teacher uh, took those scenes out, like edited the movie. Okay. Or, or you know... All right. Uh, you know, maybe fast forward it or stop the video right before it got to that. We'll continue this the next day in class, kind of thing. Ah, yeah. People just uh, the knee jerk reactions of people. I can't believe you're showing that, Mazdu. I uh, I took a German literature class, German literature and film class in college, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of German films that we watched. Now again, Marquette is a Jesuit Catholic college, mm-hmm. and these things were filthy, <laughs> and I loved it. It was so much fun to watch these German films. 
You know, the Germans really are quite artistic in the way they show filth. Yeah, they are a filthy, filthy bunch. They are a horny, horny country. I'm proud of my heritage. I, you know what, Steve? I My hat is off to you. Oh, would you like a little sauerkraut on your noggin? Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Gushka. Gushka. Uh, Brittany Zamora is serving a 20-year sentence in Arizona prison for sexually abusing her 13-year-old student, and she has spent some time, uh, spent some of her time behind bars tutoring other prisoners, people has learned. Really? Yeah. According to the Arizona Department of Corrections uh, website, Zamora, 30, got her tutor certification in September. Now she's authorized to help teach academic subjects to other inmates. Zamora, a former teacher at Las Brisas Academy in Goodyear, was arrested in 2018 when the stepmother of a 13-year-old boy noticed that he was acting suspiciously and wanting to shut his door at night. She installed a parental monitoring app called Sentry on his phone and subsequently began getting alerts about inappropriate texts, so she confronted the boy. He told his stepmother that he had sexual contact with his sixth-grade teacher. Ooh, yee. In uh, court documents first obtained by the uh, Arizona Republic Authority said that Zamora groomed the boy for sex through special attention, explicit texts, and naked photos of herself. According to a police report, Zamora and the boy began sec- uh, texting and sending each other photos on Snapchat. At the time of her arrest, the Maricopa County Police released screenshots of the text between Zamora and the teen. During one exchange, Zamora wrote, I want you to, baby, so bad. I want you every day with no time limit. You know, as much as you hear a lot of men go, I would totally have done that in high school. Mm. Yeah, you probably would have, and you would have been manipulated by an adult who shouldn't have been doing that to you. Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, uh, people sometimes forget uh, the act of manipulation and, uh, and, and the act of control. Yeah, at that point you realize, hey, you know what? As great as it sounds, yeah. it's really not great. It's not that great, and you're you're you are destroying a young person's life by doing that. Yes, uh, and it's it's a it's a it's different for men. You know, when a man does this, uh, it's still pedophilia. Oh yeah, it's Absolutely. still rape. Yep, and. They seem to get more. Oh, man, what a scumbag! But then you get a, you know, this is a very attractive woman, and it's Who? like it, it's like almost celebrated that you do that. It's not right. It's not right, no matter which way you which way you do it, whether it's a hot woman or even you, a hot woman yeah. can be a predatory scumbag herself. Yeah, and I don't understand like why a grown beautiful woman like that would want to start a relationship with a child there's something going on there no there is but you also have to understand that many times these i'm going to focus on the women here but just just for a second because i mean i think you're you're right there is a double standard in all this many of these women much like the men would be are very immature emotionally and sexually Mm mm-hmm and so the fact that they act these things out with children, and 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 even if it's a teenager, it's a child, and there is a definitive line that should not be crossed 
as a part of your employment uh, that many just ignore and cross anyway. It's really there's there's a there's a immaturity and a, and a and a lack of understanding of the world with some of these predatory. Uh, I don't want to just single out teachers because it just happens to be you know where they would gravitate you know, a, a, a position where they would gravitate to. But it's yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's every yeah. bit as wrong and damaging to a child whether it's a male or a female. It doesn't matter. It could happen to anybody. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a terrible experience. Uh, no one likes to be working alongside a coworker who's sick. Well, what does that mean? Like mentally sick or, or like sick, or sick, 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 like, like puking sick. It's, I think they're talking about the puking sick, especially during a pandemic. But now that a lot of people can work remotely, is there etiquette for working while sick from home? 59% of remote workers say they'll turn their camera off during meetings when they're sick to spare their colleagues. Yeah, that's that's common courtesy. Instead of used to well, yeah, you mute yourself. I don't maybe I turn the camera off. No, but you're uh, you're presenting yourself in a way where if you're having a coughing fit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, if you're unclear, it's unclear if that means they'd also turn the sound off, since that could be worse than the visual, depending on what the kind of illness you have. Twenty-four percent of respondents admitted that they have power-throughers, meaning that they're usually willing to continue with their normal routine even if they have minor symptoms like a cough, sore throat, or a fever. 66% of people say they're still willing to be out in public with minor symptoms despite the pandemic, but 78% of people say they will either judge or actively avoid interacting with noticeably sick people in public. I don't uh, particularly care for people coughing on, like in a grocery store. And then still putting their hands and everything. I mean, yeah. I know it's not, you're not supposed to transfer COVID uh, through surfaces, but you could transfer all kinds of other diseases uh, by doing that. You know, blowing your nose and into a Kleenex and then, you know, grabbing apples mm-hmm. or, you know, kumquats or whatever. Yeah. Gross. It is People gross. are grubs. Uh, a man in Florida named Dewey Smith didn't get a, uh, didn't quite understand that, uh, hold on a second. Can I start this over again? Yes, tell if us about a, Dewey Smith. Dewey Smith. If there's a handbook for criminals, one very important piece of advice would be don't leave anything at the scene that people could trace back to you and definitely don't leave a trail. That didn't happen for Dewey Smith. He broke into several cars last Wednesday, and he did it while eating a pizza. The police found marinara sauce on the handle of one of, uh, handle of one of the vehicles, and down the street they found an empty pizza box, which directed them to another car that had been broken into. And a neighbor nearby told police that she saw a man that night who had a plastic bag filled with credit cards. He also stole the remnants of a Little Caesars pizza that she tossed. It's unclear if uh, that was the first pizza or the second one. Yeah, because you get two. Yeah, pizza, pizza. Right. Yeah. But the authorities uh, followed the trail and found Dewey. He still had the bag of credit cards, but it sounds like he was done eating pizza. He told uh, deputies, you caught me red-handed. He was probably talking about the cards, but the local news suggested that he may have been caught (laughs) marinara-handed. That's hilarious, the way they use the play on words. These news stations. That's hysterical. Kind of stupid sometimes. But, you know, if you're going to commit a crime, finish the pizza first. Absolutely. I don't know if I could finish a Little Caesars pizza. Because of the taste or because it's two of them? It's like a piece of cardboard. Used to be, once upon a time, you know, we would uh, mix things up. We'd do the Domino's 
and then we do the the uh, the Little Caesars. Just to, to mix things up. Yeah. Because we can only afford bad pizza. I my uh, my sister uh, she does uh, youth groups and stuff for church yes. for his church down in down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the weekend she uh, she took these kids uh, on a you know part she was part of this like retreat thing that they go on. And um, it, I guess there's like a mountain town nearby that has a Domino's, which is like 25 minutes away, but it's still the only place that they would be loading up on pizzas. So sure. she went down there when they opened at 11 a.m. and say, hey, look, uh, by 4 o'clock, I, I can prepay. I need uh, 40 pizzas because of all these kids. 40. 40, 40 pizzas. And then the, the guy says, well, it would have been nice to get a little bit of notice. And I'm like... Dude, what? you get you get hours. And then uh, she said, "Well, it's not till four o'clock or four or five o'clock or whatever." And he goes, "Well, that's our busy time." And I'm like, <laughs> "What kind of operation is this? They're frozen pizzas. You're throwing a bunch of ingredients on a frozen pizza and you're putting it in the oven. How hard is that to do? Especially, why are you turning away business? Yeah, especially someone who's buying forty of them, right?" Maybe it was the lack of labor that they had yeah, at maybe. the place that they couldn't do it, and uh, this guy was—he was the manager. That's not—that's uh, not right. Yeah, yeah. yeah frozen pizza it takes you five minutes to make. Your fr- your Pioneer Valley forecast—they brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, by the way. Uh, Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is velvety smooth and never bitter. Uh, because it's air-roasted. So pick up the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 51. It's 42 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah.